Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glassroom coming back, back at you here for the Pop Culture Cosmos. Game source, the inside sports, fantasy football, and the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest pop culture cosmos, PCC multiverse, state of pro wrestling, and more right here at the pop culture cosmos, or go ahead and like and follow us on Facebook. That way you'll get the latest trends and news and items and notes on the world of pop culture that we send right over there on Facebook. Plus for the bigger picture, Go ahead and check out whatever we're checking out and whatever we're doing today at the popculturecosmos.wordpress.com site. And of course, please go ahead and check out for your holiday gift-giving ideas with a 10% kicker on top of it right there for you at happyhordercollectibles.com. Go ahead and use the discount code today, Happy Holidays 23 for 10% off your entire order now throughout the holidays up until January 1st, right there for you at the Happy Hoarder Collectibles. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend. He is the mastermind behind HappyHoarderCollectibles.com and that free 10% discount. It is a good man indeed. It is the guy behind, like I said, Happy Hoarder Collectibles, Humanity Media, and so much more. It is Josh the Great, and Josh, is that a self-portrait on your shirt today, my friend? Yes, this is the image on our Christmas card. Actually, this is this is me smiling for the camera, and uh, yeah, yeah, it says uh, "Merry Christmas." Okay, only a pumpkin could say that with any legitimacy, <laughs> I guess. But it is going to be a great episode, my friend. We recap the box office and talk about the prequel to the Hunger Games. How well did it do? The latest Marvel's movie. How bad did it do? And we'll talk about that and have the trolls come back with any vengeance. We'll talk about that on the show. Plus also as well, Super Mario RPG lands in consoles this past weekend. Want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on it as well, Josh. So, and then of course going to dedicate the entire back half of the show to one of our favorite times of the year times where we've spent many aligned many a gathering many a cold winter's morning right there for us for black friday so we'll go ahead and share some thoughts on the black friday ads and what we think you should get and what we think you should be waiting for in line whether it's a virtual line or a regular line at your local store coming up here in a bit as well. But first, my friend, it is the box office. And I don't know. I, I don't want to call it a big win because the movie itself probably needs a lot more help than that, my friend. But The Hunger Games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes, that did win the box office with $44 million domestically and $98 million worldwide. That's not a huge take that's similar to what we saw last week with the Marvels. And we'll get to the Marvels here in a second, my friend. But I don't know. It won the weekend, but 
it's not going to leave a lasting impression because these movies, they take so much to make and you need to get so much back. And it just seems like it's going to be with this movie right here, another one of the long line of movies this year that have underwhelmed at the box office. It's a weird time for the box office. Also, it's, it's kind of a weird movie to make, though, wouldn't you say? Like, do, do people, the Hunger Games, the, the books circulated, they were out for a really long time before the movie was made. This book came out last year and they already had a movie going for it. So I don't, I don't know if it's something people actually wanted. They didn't really give the book time enough to, to grow and circulate before they made this movie. So I don't know if it's something that people, it's not, I don't think it's even going to do close to what, you know, the original Hunger Games films did or even carry that, that desire and curiosity about it. I will tell you, my friend, though, it's going to be very interesting to see how this continues to lay out for The Hunger Games. Again, a very popular series and IP, both book-wise and also in films up until this point in time. Uh, I just think that going back, again, it's Hollywood's desperation. Nothing original. we got to regurgitate whatever IP we can. We've talked about this for seven years now my friend that hollywood continues to try and go and and, and reach back into the nostalgia bit for what worked before and sometimes it works but most times it doesn't and again this is a movie that's probably cost 150 200 250 million dollars to make and in doing so these returns are not going to even come close to have breaking even so with that said I mean, we're going to see another Harry Potter revelation as far as whether it's Harry Potter itself, as far as reimagined or something, something else going to be done in the Harry Potter universe. We saw already what happened when we tried to delve into that universe a bit already. And we saw the the sequels and spinoffs. They got declining returns from it, as with each movie there in therein. Now with the Hunger Games, a very popular series in its own right, we're seeing the same thing. I just think that at this point in time, it's, again, people saying a clear and loud message. We're not going back to the box office in huge numbers unless it's something really special and that we really need to go back for. Because if we want to see it, we can always wait until it hits streaming. Yeah, this is true. But also, you know, think think about this. Like, Harry, what was the successful thing about Harry Potter was the fact that they put time and effort and emotion into those films whereas if you remember we had a very uh weird era for young adult novel films do you remember that we had like divergent we had maze runner we had hunger games and all of those films felt like they came off of factory lines yep and this is just case in point here like they're had this this prequel to the hunger games while it I'm sure the book is great, but it was it. Nobody wants a film like this, you know. And and, and I, I, not to say nobody wants. I'm sure there are people out there that want it. But if you're trying to, you're putting this film out in a time when people aren't really going to see movies. So it just it feels weird, like they wasted it. Like they could have waited a, a year, two years, maybe, to see how many people to you know give people time to go back to the movies. But they wasted it because this, much like all those other young adult novels, were is just a they wanted money. That's what it feels like to me. It you're right because you go back what a decade ago, you know, like the 2008 to 2015 period. There was a ton 
of, like you said, teenage targeted movies that were there that were created just specifically for that audience to get them into the PG-13 type realm as far as the movies that were coming out. You, you listed great many of them as far as just backing up what you're saying there. So it just seems to me that phase of the the movie period is over. It just seems like just like we're seeing as far as the superhero movies, like a decline and fatigue in superhero movies, those type of movies, the tween movies, those type of those tween adventure or sci-fi or whatever you want to classify those movies or fantasy movies per se, that period, I think, you know, with this telling or with this trying to go ahead and tell the story once again, or in this case, the prequel of the Hunger Games, it just seems to me like that it's run dry, that this genre for now needs to maybe be put to rest. Yeah, I think so. It, the it's like trying to milk a dry cow, you know. It's it. Yeah, I, I don't know, but um, I I absolutely agree. And this film, it seems to me like it would have been better because from what I, I I remember, I remember there's there was talk of them completely rebooting the Hunger Games, just like they're doing with Harry Potter just like they're talking about doing with the Twilight movies. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. All these movies in that genre just really, I, I would, I mean, although with Harry Potter, you saw this year with Hogwarts Legacy, it's been a great big seller on video game formats. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like with Harry Potter, there was so much time and consideration put into the making of that movie. Like they weren't, they were of the mind where there's, thinking to themselves we're not going to put and it, it's obvious in the if you've ever watched like the special features they're making of the movie like they they put time and effort because they wanted this movie to be just as special as the books whereas it doesn't feel the same with some of these other young adult novel oriented films i mean look at the divergent series was loved by a lot of people mm -hmm. and the movies were so bad that they had to finish it on abc family <laughs> yeah that third one exactly just yeah mm -hmm. miles teller uh, went screaming into the night that he didn't want to return for for that series because yep, he had become yep. a bigger star by that time so, yeah exactly uh it just seems like there is no more or th th large audiences for those type of movies as of now unless we can get a new series of books that can feed off of it, a new series of characters that people can fall in love with or that teenagers can go ahead and embrace because right now in the world of video games and streaming and things of that nature that they can do outside of the movie realm, it's going to bring be hard to bring in that demographic of audience outside of Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift, you saw she made a movie and that brought in that exact age of audience it's going to be hard for them to bring in that constant audience with a new story again, unless it is a truly new story that you're going to tell that people can relate to. Well, let's be honest. Taylor Swift could probably like collect sweat during her concerts and put in little jars and sell it and make millions of dollars off them. Everything she's touched, she touches is gold. And I, I, yes. I, I understand like people like her music. It's catchy, but it's just she's a phenomenon. Like she's a she's a pop culture movement in itself. It's crazy. I, I agree with you, my friend. I agree with you. And it just seems like at this point in time that they they need to go back to the well. Hollywood needs to go back to the well, find better ideas 
find ideas that they're going to have to be able to work on that's going to develop good stories. And then you can go ahead and bleed that dry. Because that's, so, usually, that's usually the way it goes, right? They find yeah. a new story, they latch on to it, and then they bleed it dry. You know, okay, so I just got done watching this movie. is a short, like, 11-minute documentary on Netflix about the uh, the Egyptian theater in, in Hollywood. Have you seen that? No, no. It's, uh, but okay, that's, so I've, I've actually frequented, you know, not frequented, but I've, I've actually been by the Egyptian theater. I know the historic value of the, of the theater, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, this, it, it started out with like a vo um, an interview with Guillermo del Toro. But anyways, like they talk about this time when in Hollywood, like film, there's magic in film, right? Like people there, it wasn't just movies weren't created for money. Movies were made to draw to uh, provide the audience with an escape. And I feel like we have fallen so far from that, that it's uh, it's going i don't even know if we're ever going to be able to go back to it like we're there, there's an indie scene for film but it's just it doesn't get the highlight as much as these franchises do it's like all that succeeds in hollywood not succeeds but all that gets played in theaters now are the the franchises and that's it seems like they're so overpowering that it the few they are the future of film whether we like it or not there's a brand new book that's actually off on off, you know just off on that beaten path where Movies were so important, especially in the 80s and 90s. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a new book that's out. If people want to go ahead and check out, please. Uh, I've heard good things about it. Actually seen a few interviews and seen good reviews on it. Thumbs up, actually. It's opposable thumbs. It's the story of Siskel and Ebert. Uh -huh. And that covers a golden age of movies, which we, especially they started out in the 70s. But really, when their show hit syndication, as the rise and importance of movies came into place in the 80s and early 90s, where really the critics, but basically those two guys, were the most two important critics in all of America. And basically, they gave you a thumbs up for your movie. You had a chance on really doing well. If you got a thumbs down from them, they had such great importance at that time they were the rotten tomatoes of that time they were the metacritic of that time if they gave you a thumbs down it was a lot harder for your movie to make money and it just in fact they would be put on as far as instead of the 90 percent rotten tomatoes it would be thumbs up from cisco and ebert they were that important to a, a movie marketing at that point in time they were it, it just reminds me of how important film was at that point in time in the 80s and 90s oh absolutely yeah and i remember their their show the uh uh there's like what siskel and ebert and then ebert and roper and all that but yeah i remember when their show was on i and i remember what like i used that to be like oh well if they like this movie maybe i you know i, I should watch i mean i was a kid of course so i couldn't choose what movies i was watching but still like i remember i remember being enamored by that yeah and they were they had a big voice and they were very, very well respected. So, yeah, it just it, to me, it just seems like there's a different time for movies. And now that we live in the age of streaming, uh, you're going to have to go ahead and and understand that that the the audience is different and the way they observe things are different. So people are going to have to come to grips with that. These are going to, there are going to be more of these, many more of these, Josh, where, where companies are spending, film movie uh, studios are spending 100, 150, 200 million dollars for movies that are not going to do well in the theaters, 
what they need to do is refocus how they view these movies as profitable. Like, for instance, Killers of the Flower Moon, absolutely getting destroyed as far as from the box office standpoint. But if it does bring a lot of viewers into Apple TV Plus, once it hits Apple TV Plus, then there's your break even, my friend. There's your profit. There's where you can go ahead and say, you know what? Maybe we it wasn't such a bad idea to spend $250 million on this after all. So those are the things that are, have to come in play. Like, for instance, this movie, Hunger Games, as far as the ballads of songbirds and snakes as a prequel. When it finally gets to Peacock, because I think Peacock owns the rights. It's universal. It's a universal pick, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. I'll look it up. I'll look it up here. You know, in a Lionsgate, I think. Yeah. Some, oh, Lionsgate. Like okay. Well, if it, let's say if it hits Peacock, if it gets new viewers into Peacock, that's going to have to be your gauge for success going forward for movies like these. Because as we're seeing, my friend, we're seeing a ton of these movies this year, especially fall upon deaf ears initially at the box office. Now, a lot of them are getting life on streaming. Like, for instance, uh, the latest, speaking of irony, the latest Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings, that hit huge on Netflix. But for Sony, it's a Sony movie, but it hit huge on Netflix. So does that mean now it's it's a break-even or a successful movie? I'm not sure how you gauge that as of now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really great question. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of what we're consuming now are, are coming straight to streaming platforms. Like, even look at, um, look at Napoleon, right? Everyone said that a lot of reviews out about that one, but it's having, like, a split release. Like, it's going to, there's a director's cut going to Apple TV, and there's a standard edition releasing in theaters. So how how are they going to gauge exactly how much money that movie brought in? I'll tell you what, though, the box office has many ups and downs, uh, and it was sort of down this week with The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, coming out to $100 million, just under $100 million worldwide. Let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. If you saw the movie, and if you think it's worth reviving this IP in The Hunger Games, or do you think you should just let it die by the arrow? Pew! Like there, like Katniss Everdeen shooting one of those arrows. Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Wanted to go ahead and mention that the second place for the box office was the trolls and uh, as far as the trolls are coming back as far as can you believe and my as my daughter said you know she cannot believe that the backstreet boys got back together well for this movie they did get back together including of course justin timberlake as that movie Actually, on a worldwide basis, Josh, even though it only did $31 million domestically, actually did slightly better at the worldwide box office as far as the international take was larger. Your thoughts on the Trolls band coming back together, the Backstreet Boys coming back together, at least on screen, per se. Yeah, it, it, the Trolls franchise is a lot uh, a lot bigger than I thought it was. So my kid um uh, my my daughters have been watching the trolls movie and 
the, the first one's on Netflix. So I've been watching that a lot. And I didn't even know that there was a whole like thing outside of the, the first one. I did. There's all these like holiday. There's like a holiday film. There's a couple of animated things. I didn't know there's a second one. So we just watched the second one uh, earlier today. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't know, man. I mean, it is it's something <laughs> that's all I can really think to say. It's catchy. The kids like it. And uh, I can see it being something that goes on for a very, very long time. But yeah, I don't know, it's, it's cool. It, it, it seems like it's a great opportunity to bring in for a lot of musicians to appear in animated form that have left a legacy for adults. Uh, or people who are who are grown now. Well, the disappointing, of uh, the most disappointments on this box office was the seventy-eight percent drop of the Marvels, with only ten million dollars in its second week here domestically and worldwide. It's one hundred sixty-one million dollars, and it is nowhere going to be coming even close to break even. I know we talked about this before last week with the first week initial dismal results for the Marvels being the worst first week ever. This is the, this is the worst second week ever, my friend. That's not a good sign for Marvel going forward. No, it's not. I know we talk about this all the time, but there's something there's something broken in Marvel that they need to fix. And, you know, I actually read an interesting article. I, I, a, there's a, a lot of people are asking themselves did marvel go so big with in game that they are not not ever going to be able to live up to that again i would have a tendency to ask that same question myself my friend i don't want to say 100% yes until we've seen what variation of the x men fantastic 4 come into play because they now have control of those and when they get full control of the hulk although in essence they have like 99 percent control of the hulk anyways they just can't star him in a movie yet until they get yeah. that under under universe but they've been basically utilizing him probably about as best way as you can especially with mark ruffalo doing such an admirable job throughout the years so essentially okay. they have the the whole universe in their hands and even sony with spider-man they're outside of these other stories like Madam Web and, and Craven the Hunter and all those side stories that either hit or miss, the basic Spider-Man core seems to be going well under their control. It just seems like that I want to see how it lays out later on with Avengers 5 and 6 before I say that 100% that, yeah, after Endgame, it's been, where do you go from here? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, so I, I think the problem that they're they're finding themselves in though is that they're trying every film that and series that they're putting out is people are counting on it to build up to those next Avenger films. Whereas you know you go back to uh, what the first and second phases of Marvel and they people were excited because there there wasn't already a bar set so people were like oh i kind of want to jump on this train and see where it goes whether we like this film or not but now people have expectations and i think they've kind of uh i, I don't know like they want people want every new thing to come out to be this this massive event and it's just it's it's not going to happen like that so i don't know if the fans are setting themselves up for failure or if it's disney setting uh kevin feige and the fans up for failure i don't know but it's a they're in a very difficult spot to be in. 
Well, you said it yourself before on the show. When you take the family out to one of these movies, you know, you're talking about the initial 10 to 15, 10 to $20, depending on where you go for each person. Yeah. You're talking about another 10 to $20 in concessions. So you're talking about a $100 night for your entire family to go ahead and enjoy one movie, one movie yep. out there. So it better be a damn good me- reason for that to going out, out into that movie. And if it's just another movie like we're seeing now, one after the other, after the other, after the other, it's not really giving us a reason, a true reason. This is just another Marvel's movie, or it's yeah. just a prequel to The Hunger Games, which you can catch at any point in time on streaming, or it's just another uh, slasher movie, or it's just another, you know, like, you know, just any of these movies that have been coming out, like, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving might some the horror uh, people, the horror fans might go see this movie just because the fact it's it's a themed movie in the horror genre. So they might catch that come here later this week with Five Nights at Freddy's. The Five Nights at Freddy's fans showed up that first week for Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, absolutely. They did. So it was there was a reason why there was a reason why that they went to go ahead and and check out that stuff. And yeah, it just. You're not giving the people a reason to go ahead and check out these movies that's great enough to spend the kind of movie each and every time out. Yeah, well, and on top of that, you know, we, we you've addressed the situation. We got this weird economy going on, so people aren't spending as much money. Think about this, though. The streaming platforms have been the most detrimental thing to happen to just the the media industry in general because people don't the the streaming platforms people don't go to see movies right because they wait to stream them at home uh the box office is suffering because again people are watching movies at home don't want to take the family uh physical media is disappearing because people are just able to stream these things at home like there's a lot that the streaming there there have been consequences to the streaming industry for sure that people just haven't thought about and i I think as long as those streaming platforms are in service we're going to keep finding this uh this situation where i mean even if you know they they have the like oh it's not going to come to streaming platforms for six to 12 weeks or whatever people are still going to sit there and wait so i mean it's not i don't i don't see the box office like getting better as long as the streaming industry is is where it's at like we're going to continue to see uh decline in box office numbers uh, to the point where there, there might be a time when people don't even go to the movie theaters anymore what are your thoughts out there on this weekend at the box office please let us know your thoughts pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com but before we hit the half hour break my friend real quick Super Mario RPG, the latest in the long line of Mario hits the Nintendo Switch, or actually did hit the Nintendo Switch in the past few days. Uh, reviews are overwhelmingly good, overwhelmingly positive. Another strong-rated Nintendo game. Your thoughts, my friend? I, I still feel like we're in a holding pattern, waiting for the next Nintendo Switch to get dropped to find out exactly what we can play then. Your thoughts, though, on Super Mario RPG coming just in time for the holidays? I think it's a smart move. I think you are right. They they probably have they're probably pouring effort into the new Switch, and they probably have a lot of um, a lot of games lined up to be released on the new Switch. So it it makes sense to put out a remake of sorts onto the current Switch. 
uh, and right in time for Christmas too. So we are zooming into the holiday season, right? We're going to talk about Black Friday here in a minute, yeah. and it what a perfect time to put out a game like that. And I don't know, I I I would really like to play it. I'm, uh, you know, one of these days when I have some more time on my hands. But yeah, it's a we're like, ah, oh, I, I, you, you remember me saying all throughout the year, I wonder what Nintendo's going to be putting out during the holiday season. And this is a perfect thing to release, actually. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to see what the results are as far as the sales-wise, where it lands. It's not come out to a great bit of advertising, though. I'm kind of disappointing on that, that the big push from Nintendo I haven't seen is there as of yet. But the reviews are solid, as pretty much every Mario game and Zelda game that comes out on Nintendo seems to always be. Because again, as we've talked about before, Nintendo knows their hardware better than anyone else, and it shows each and every time out. So basically, we're going to go ahead and check out what we're seeing with Super Mario RPG. But have you got any thoughts out there on Super Mario RPG? It's available now on the Nintendo Switch. You can please let us know your thoughts on that. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Well, my friend, one half hour down, one half hour to go here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. But before we head on out, my friend, it is that time of the year. It's one of our favorite episodes that we do each and every year. You and I love to comb through all the ads. Used to be, I used to have to wait until Thanksgiving where you then got the big newspaper, and it's tucked in where like 200 different ads tucked in the middle as far as everybody showcasing their ads for Black Friday. Then Black Friday and all.com and all the other various websites in the mid-2010s, they all came around. They showed off their ad scans so people could try to plan out. The, the smart people would actually check that out so they could scan that out and we were you know once we started one of our favorite shows early on was actually going ahead and doing a countdown of all the best deals you and i would scan for hours as far as is concerned and check out all the great deals and see which one we liked best oh this has got to be the number one choice right here for the best deal on black friday and all that well my friend the concept of black friday has just exploded and and grown by leaps and bounds over the years now, Black Friday, as you talked about on last week's show, is a month in many cases. Now it's just like overdone where it gets to the point where they have a Black Friday sale in the middle of November, Black Friday at the beginning of November, Black Friday seemingly, Black Friday all year long in some cases. But it is going to be the Black Friday to the Black Friday, right, the day after Thanksgiving. Most stores do not open in Thanksgiving anymore, which I think is good. Because uh, back in, you know, there was a while where stores were just open on Fridays. Then they decided to be open on Thursdays and Fridays. Now it's just gone in a lot of ways to Fridays. Your thoughts on memories over the years for Black Fridays before we get into it, my friend? 
you know, it's such a different beast compared to what it was. I remember eating dinner and then going. So Black Friday used to be they did, used to. Yeah, you're right. They used to not have it on Thanksgiving Day. Like that was but I think that was the, did. then they did. But I think like that was the start of this, uh, you know, employees feeling or talking about how overworked they were. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember Black Friday as a kid, like my my parents would or my mom would, um, you know, wake up early in the morning and she'd her and her and her sit my aunt and them. They would go wake up at like six in the morning, go stand up, st- uh, stand in line outside the stores. And, uh, you know, they come back with giant things full of Christmas presents. And I remember being in Sacramento and I wouldn't be able to look in the trunk on the way home because there's just piles of stuff with blankets on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until I was older that I actually like did my own, did, went Black Friday shopping, but yeah, that was when uh, I think around the time that started doing. I, I worked retail, so I was was there. But after I left retail, I would go, I would eat my Thanksgiving dinner, and then me and my cousin would go to like Target or, or Best Buy or wherever to go try to grab some of these deals because it would start about six o'clock. So you yeah. get there, you'd eat your dinner, you get there. There are lines all around the building, so you have to sit there wait wait in line to get in but yeah i remember buying a lot of things games video or yeah video games movies action figures all kinds of stuff man like that that was that was the day you used to be able to walk around stores right and they'd have the big kiosk with with different things inside of them uh walmart used to walmart still does that sometimes i don't, I don't know what's going on this year but uh yeah i don't know black friday was it was really cool but now now it's just like all of, month, like in Walmart, it's just all month long. Yeah, so the kiosks yeah, are there yeah. walking around and they're just there for you to get any time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it feels, and uh, t- tell me if I'm wrong, but I, f- I feel like a lot of stores now are trying to drive Black Friday shoppers more to online sales than have them come into the stores physically. No, that's not, uh, that's, that's not incorrect at all. That's a very good perception because that, that obviously for logistics, and cost reasons is more efficient for them to go ahead and do and to push you towards the online as far as that's concerned. And I can't say I blame you a bit, but you know, even with all the black Friday sales that now continue to perpetuate itself throughout the month of November, they still leave the best of the best deals for traditional black Friday with, with a lot of retailers. So We'll go through some of the major retailers here in the U.S. and hopefully in your neck of the woods or in your area, they have something similar. But please check it out. Hopefully that's other countries out there. If you're listening to us, uh, get more into the Black Friday concept. So, yeah, absolutely. May the force be with you, cool bro. Truly appreciate you joining us again. Dan, I thank you enough. Let's get into the nitty gritty as far as some of the, the big players here in the States. Let's start with Target, my friend. What is peeking out to you? What is standing out to you in regards to a really big deal right there for you at Target for Black Friday? So looking at Target, I, I want to scour their website a little bit more, but they're, they got some decent video game deals. They got $29.99 for you know, Hogwarts Legacy, Gran Turismo 7, um, $39.99 for some of the bigger games, Resident Evil 4, Assassin's Creed, Final Fantasy. But there's, there's, there's quite a few so i mean if you haven't had a chance to uh catch up on titles like god of war ragnarok or ghost of tsushima horizon forbidden west like there is a good time to check them out because they're all about 20 to 30 dollars cheaper than they usually are 
Um, you know, there's also they have some some sweet deals on gaming monitors, and uh, there's some good deals on toys if you're looking for that stuff. Uh, other than that, though, there's there's oh that that was the other thing I was looking at. Sorry, the the backbone, the backbone. I know a lot of people have been talking about that, but if you're looking to stream you some uh, PS5 games, it's thirty dollars off. There you go, absolutely. But what are you going to play it on? So if you don't have a good TV to play it on, you might want to check out some of the deals at Target to start off with. We'll go ahead with them because if you go right now or if you go to Target.com or you go ahead and check out BlackFriday.com with the Target ad, for Black Friday, they have, and you might want to check to whether or not it's online or at the stores. It's a special purchase for them, but it is almost $230 off. It is a 70-inch television for under $300. That's right. A 70-inch 4K HDR Smart Roku TV from Westinghouse, $299.99. Did you ever think that we came to a point where 70 inches for a big screen would be under $300? No, not at all. And that's great for, you know, the the tcl the insignias the the roku's westinghouses like that's a, it's it's a great deal because a lot of those those off tv brands are actually made with the recycled parts of you know mainline brands so you're not really missing out on quality with any of that stuff it's just you're paying for a name brand but even looking at you know these uh 65 inch lg oled tvs though you're saving four hundred dollars five hundred dollars like you're there's some great you know, if you're looking for a great TV like this, this is a good time to to invest because I don't you're not going to really find deals like this anywhere else. I agree with you, my friend. So, yeah, that's probably the standout TV deal for the televisions, although we can go into a little bit more later on some other TV deals that they have or other players have out there. MetaQuest 2, even though the MetaQuest 3 is already out, my friend, or on the way, is it? it's out. MetaQuest 3 is already out, correct? Um, yeah, there is a MetaQuest that just came out. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, that is MetaQuest 3. So MetaQuest 3, if that's that's out, yeah, that, that is out. Um, MetaQuest 2, the older model, they're now trying to pawn off at $250. So I don't know. If you want to just try this as an entry-level VR, you might be interested in it. I'm not sure. It's up to you. But when it comes to the gaming aspect of it, Xbox, every single year, seems to have the best deals i don't know why i don't know why it's not more popular because it seems to have the best deals each and every christmas yet nintendo and and playstation always sell more right now for on the low end you can get a xbox series s bundle for 250 dollars with three months of ultimate game pass that's 100 games plus at your fingertips for 90 days for just the throw-in into the and get the the Xbox Series S, that to me is a pretty darn good deal. Or do you want to go for two hundred forty dollars, two hundred dollars more at four hundred fifty dollars? You can get an Xbox Series X as well. So you can get Xbox Series X. That's price. In fact, Target has the Diablo edition with Diablo plus a seventy-five dollar e card, all. For under four hundred and fifty dollars, my friend, that oh my is God. a smoking yeah, deal. Amazing Xbox. Yes. Xbox is great. You know they they 
they're great uh also though i mean look at this so you can get yourself a playstation 5 from target for 4.99 uh 99 with the spider-man 2 with the spider-man 2 or you can get the new slim one with uh call of duty modern warfare 3 so these are like they companies don't do this anymore you know you used to go buy a console and you'd have the game in it you buy a sega it comes with like a sonic game or something companies don't really do that anymore so it's kind of a sweet deal if you're looking to if you're looking to buy somebody a console you know give them that christmas magic and they do not have any games to play you're basically getting a free 70 dollars game right here that's true so take a look at that make sure you're keeping an eye on i know the bundle with the spider-man 2 for the playstation 5 that's their standard bundle so you should see it at all major retailers for 500 dollars about $50 off. So go ahead. If you can't get it at Target, I would go ahead and choose somewhere else. But yeah, I'm telling you, my friend, there's some really good deals out there to be had. You just got to go ahead and and make sure you scan through, see what you need. They have a bundle right now with Super Smash Brothers edition. That's with the OLED screen for the Nintendo Switch. That's at $350. I would personally go for the Xbox, but that's just me. Uh, I would say that's a better deal, especially the fact that the Switch is, uh, even if the OLED versions, uh, that's going to be feeling long in the tooth this time next year with the new Nintendo Switch on the way. But you look at that and you see the the just, you know the prices are, are this time of year for video game players. This seems to be the best time of the year to go ahead and pick up some video games that you didn't get throughout the throughout the year. Oh, absolutely. If you're looking to add things in your back catalog as you plan to play it eventually, this is uh, this is indeed a great time to start picking some things up. It's funny because the $70 price tag for MSRP on new games now these days, when they reduce the price like for Black Friday, it doesn't seem like on the surface like it's the same kind of great deal you once had this time last year or in the years past. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's just, it's, you know, like we said before, it's confusing because you don't know. They release different deals on different days. So, and there's Black Friday lasts all month. So it's really hard to keep track of a lot of it. I do want to mention that uh, that's Target right there. There's some always some great offerings at Target. So please go ahead and check it out as far as blackfriday.com and the Target ad there. Uh, but there's always some great offerings for you know, whether it's consumer electronics, whether it's pop culture goods, you can also make, make sure you can check out the 10% off gaming gift cards you have right there as well at Target. So there, you know, if you want to go ahead and pick up some uh, Xbox cards or Fortnite cards or whatever, you can go ahead and check it out there at a 10% discount, which is always cool indeed. At Walmart, my friend, if you're just the 70 inch is too big for you, go for a 55 TCL at 188. Not a bad pickup for a second TV there for you as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Walmart's always got some great deals on TVs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't – Walmart, you can't go wrong getting a TV from Walmart because they do offer buyer protection. So if something happens to it, you don't have to worry about not being able to uh, get a new television. So Walmart's a good place to go. Um, I know they also have some pretty sweet deals on DVDs and – blu-rays so get your while they're DVDs. still selling physical while they're media. still selling this is the time this is the time is probably gonna be the last year you can buy physical media from these stores so get yourself a tv pick up a, a blu-ray player and or you know if you have a console and this is a great time to watch some movies 
It is, my friend. So when you're going ahead and checking out, please, if that's TVs seem to be prevalent as far as good deals on TVs, make sure if it's the one you're targeted early, pardon the pun, target it early and make sure you that's the one you want because I've had situations where I've, I've tried to get my, my hands on certain televisions and they get sold out quickly so make sure you're, you're prepared for that always a good time to go ahead and make sure if you don't have your Christmas tree ready yet or if you've got a it's time to get a new Christmas tree always a great time to get some new Christmas trees or Christmas ornaments because that's that last sale before the holidays on Christmas trees and Christmas items like that, my friend. Yep, yep, that is right. So if you're looking to do some bargain shopping, the deals will not be better than what they are on Black Friday. You'll still get some sales, but it's not going to be anywhere close to as affordable as they are on Friday. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. So when it comes to high-end stuff as far as the Apple size or, or Beats, headphones, headsets, accessories, because those are essentially a big markup item normally, my friend, you see a lot of discounts on accessories like that quite often during Black Friday. And I see a lot of it as far as from whether it's the Apple iPod for the ear pods, for the mm -hmm. for your for your you know for your Apple phone, or whether it's beats for your Apple phone. I see a lot of sales this time every year on those type of items. Yeah, absolutely. The the AirPods are I mean, I'm looking at all these ads like um best buy walmart target like everybody's got deals on air airpods right now and if you, you even if you can't afford like the apple branded airpods like there's a lot of generic airpods that actually work really well and i'm sure you'll be able to find some pretty sweet deals on those ones too yes you can i've seen some as low as uh twenty dollars for for nice sets of earpods so definitely look into that one of the things though we always come around to is laptops. Laptops seem to go and sell like crazy. I purchased a laptop on Black Friday before my friend and this year is notwithstanding. And while you can go the under $500 route on a lot of places like Best Buy, Walmart, you know, Target, uh, Office Depot, Office Max, you can find a lot of under 500 deals. The thing is though, are these laptops going to be powerful enough for you to go ahead and be able to thrive off of that, you know, as far as be able to utilize it for what you need to utilize, utilize it for? That's the problem I have each and every time out when we offer these the or ask, let everybody know that that about these laptop deals each and every year is they seem to be underpowered if you're looking for something under $500. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, $500 seems to be the threshold, but it, I guess it, it all depends on what you want to do with it, too. Like, if you're 
someone who's looking to run, uh, you know, some of the Adobe programs on there, you're looking at something you need something that's at least 16 gigabytes and you have a decent graphics processor. So, uh, yeah, $500 is definitely the, the threshold there, but even like looking at, you know, I'm on, well, I'm sure we'll get to it in a minute, but like Best Buy has got some pretty good deals. So, Amy, it, it even at like the 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 base of that that price thresh, threshold, you know, that stuff for like six seven hundred dollars, I'll still do the job. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it the your basic laptops are going to be you know anything that has like eight gigabytes in it, and it'll it'll run your your emails and all that. But yeah, anything anything more than that, yeah, you're gonna want to spend a little bit of extra money but hey at least you're going to know that it works right that's true my friend but the thing is you said best buy because i've got a, a deal on a laptop if people just go a little bit higher that might actually be worth their time somewhere else but you tell me on best buy what is catching your eye at best buy Woo, i made a rhyme man <laughs> yes so i'm looking at the asus uh tough gaming laptop right now so it is 750 it's got 16 gigabyte of ram ddr5 it's got a uh, rx 7600 processor in it and it is uh yeah like, like i said 350 dollars off running for about 750 uh they have a couple of gaming pcs like the hp omen tower is 350 dollars off it's it's over a thousand dollars but like this is something that you'll buy and you probably won't have to replace it for a while. I'm currently running an HP Omen laptop and it is, it, it's been a dream. It's been an absolute dream. Um, but yeah, they got a Asus and Acer seem to be the popular brands on sale at Best Buy. I, both of them have seem to have pretty powerful processors on them. So if you're in that market, like you can under $800, you're able to find something that will uh, run your games pass, run steam, run all the, gaming programs you need if you're into media creation it'll run adobe just fine i will say if you go a little bit higher my friend and you check out newegg newegg is something that we don't cover often enough as far as when you do these black friday deals uh, they are a computer superstore retailer a lot of the stuff that they do is online i will tell you right now if you check out newegg and their black friday deal at blackfriday.com there might be some things that might surprise you there Starting with a laptop at 849, my friend, that's an Intel i7. RTX 4060 as far as the, the actual video card, which is actually pretty impressive for a price like that. Plus 32 gigs, although it is DDR4, which is the a little bit older of DDR RAM, but still should be able to get the job done. And one terabyte SSD with Windows 11. That's a pretty good package for 849 in a laptop, my friend. Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah yeah it's uh yeah newegg actually has i i didn't realize that they do black friday deals so that's oh, definitely yes. worth checking out because i know year round they've just they've got some good sales going on they are fries what fries was meant to be before fries unfortunately <laughs> got too big oh, man i loved fries so much because you know why they put all their eggs in the basket of in home or not in store in store brick and mortar retail at the building those huge superstores and it, all that money during the 2010s they should have applied towards online because that's where the movement was trending to oh my gosh but you, do you remember walking into that place and just like oh, the yes. the feel of it you, you'd walk in you see the the water fountain they always had water fountains in the middle of the store everything or the cafe like, or the cafe yeah and you could walk in and i remember 
when the PS1 came out, they just had aisles and aisles of PlayStation 1 games. And, oh, my gosh, man. Like, I, I'm having some serious nostalgia right now. I'm telling you, my friend, it was great every day because I worked as a PlayStation rep and I went to I worked, uh, in, you know, at Best Buy's. But then I also had had times where I was uh, went to here in the city to one of the two locations for fries or yeah, well, one of the, the one for a location for fries because they never actually really opened up uh, anywhere else in, in the city, really. So, um, yeah, it was just fantastic to see the type of volume that they created at that time in the store. But it was so hard to keep up. But yes, the, the experience was so great each and every time. I actually got to take my daughters as they were closing down the Las Vegas uh, fries. And it was very sad to see it go. And I know you had one near you in Anaheim at the time that that I would mm -hmm. always remark. Yeah, I'm just driving by. I remember I was on the phone with you one time while I was driving by on the Anna, for Orange County Freeway. Yeah, I'm driving by the Anaheim one right there in Fullerton right there for yeah, you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days indeed. And it's funny because Jordan Peele in his latest movie uh, utilized the fries as well. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and mention one of the other main consumer electronics that a lot of people go for. And that is cell phones. Mm. Cell phones are very underrated uh, right now as far as people think, oh, yeah, they have deals on cell phones all year long. Yes, they do. But right now, people are out. These cell phone companies know they're out and about. So not just the fact that you can go to your local T-Mobile, you can go to your local AT&T or what have you. You can also stop by your Best Buy, your Walmarts in the world and take a look and see if that's what you need because there's a ton of good deals on phones as well. Or yeah, Apple phones, stores too. Yeah, that's right. Well, phones are weird, man, because you can go to like – you know, all these companies like Verizon, T-Mobile, they're, they're all having deals where like you get free phones for adding lines and all that. So it's is it really worth it to, to spend to drop that much money on a phone when you can just go and like have it added on to your plan and pay a monthly fee on it? I struggle with that. I struggle with that. Like I get why people would like, oh, hey, it's $200 off the Google Pixel or whatever. But most of your phone companies, they'll create some kind of they usually have deals where you can get it a lot better than that i agree but uh you, you, sometimes they are I've, I've actually to be honest with you i've actually gotten a lot of good deals on black friday for my phones uh so they've worked out well for me as far as for my plans with with then sprint and now t-mobile so it's worked out well for me as far as getting new phones most of my family anyways during the uh the black friday season because they seem to give a us whether it's because of our plan or whether it's because of what we're related to some pretty good deals on getting some phones at that time although again you're in mid-cycle when you get it around this time realize that the phone itself whether it's apple or whether it's samsung are in mid-cycle they love to go ahead and bring these type of phones out in february and march that's when they really bring out that's when you can get the latest and greatest is then so by the time November hits around, they're already thinking about next year's version already. Yeah, that is that is also true. So you're kind of getting there. It's probably a plan of theirs to, to clearance out all the old models before they're bringing in the new ones. But yeah, it, it's f phones are weird. Phones are a weird thing to have on sale because they're, I don't know, there's, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah, it's just a weird thing to have on sale, I think. So my friend, before we head on out, 
if you have one deal, you said to some, okay, somebody comes up to you, hey, Mr. Pumpkinhead on your shirt, or AKA the happy hoarder, and they've already purchased a thousand dollars off you at the happy hoarder. By the way, they saved 10% because they used the code happy holidays 23. But after they spent a thousand dollars on at, at your store and they cleaned you out, they said, I got to go somewhere else and I got to make sure I get the best deal possible on a product, a, a pop culture product of some type that that really would make someone's day. You got to give them one deal. What is it, my friend? You know, I would send them to GameStop. I know we don't do that often on this show. We don't really have a lot of I good things. I think you just gave me a heart games. attack. <laughs> I'm not even saying for video games, though. I'm looking at like for they anything. They have a great deal right now. Buy two, get one free on collectibles and action figures and all that stuff. So if you're looking to save a buck, you know, you this is a this is a pretty good place to do it. I've I've done it. You know, I've bought some action figures and Funkos from GameStop, not for the Happy Hoarder, but for myself. And, uh, you know, the, they, they do, especially if you're a, a pro member, they do have some really good deals like their Black Friday deals have already started. So you can go. Uh, go do that but they have a massive selection online of um, you know toys and collectibles so i i would send them there what about you though where would you send them you know that's very hard for everyone out there for josh to do that because he and as like i been so hard on gamestop over years although he was part of that junk stock climb of gamestop <laughs> so you know well, yeah. gamestop has been a good and a bad thing for josh let's just put it that way let's just put it that right there yes. but i will say my deal is something we mentioned early on my friend it is a target and i would say you know it's not the 70 inch although if you want a 70 inch tv for under 300 dollars, that's a pretty good deal but i would say it's the xbox series x for 449 with diablo and a $75 e-gift card that they send to you as well. That is an amazing deal because you don't have to use it right away or you can get a game or you can get somebody else, something else with a $75. So that to me, I think is probably the best deal I've seen on anything this time around this year. I know they have it. They've had their regular Xbox Series X that you can buy and you get a $75 gift card. But the one for the same price, with Diablo 4 thrown in, which is a great game, on top of the fact you get a $75 e-gift card as well. So, yeah, I, I'd probably say that. I'd probably say that would be it. Oh, absolutely. Plus, like, you get that – anytime you get a new Xbox, you get, a, like, a what a two to three months full of, of uh, Games Pass for free. So it is – there is an amazing bargain in that deal. Like, it's it really, like – what does uh, Randy Quaid say in Christmas Vacation? It's the gift that keeps on giving. That it is, my friend. That it is. So if you have any thoughts on Black Friday, or you loved what we do each and every year when it comes to Black Friday, or do you have any Black Friday deals you want me to put out on Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. As always, we love Black Friday. Can't wait. Can't wait. Any last thoughts before we head on out? I think we covered it. Yeah, just keep those eyes peeled because, you know, I'm sure – You'll see more deals go on as we get closer and closer to it. Don't just look in the papers, though. Look online because all these stores have things going on online. We're like online only prices, too, that are 
usually pretty good deals. So just keep looking. Keep looking indeed. Blackfriday.com. Got to give you a big shout out because a lot of our information came there. Looking forward to seeing everybody shopping on Black Friday. And hopefully that means a happy Thanksgiving for you as well. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. This is the beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.